Now, look, I love a good Christmas carol as much as the next guy. But I hate to break it to you. If there's going to be peace on earth, it's not going to begin with you or me. Now, before you get your jollies, holly jollies in a bunch here, I think we can be a part of that. Peace is good. I'm for it. But we have to know the source of that peace if we're going to have peace this Christmas. It's Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus and hopefully getting in the Christmas spirit this week. We've kind of shifted gears out of Thanksgiving and spent this week uh, talking about a particular verse that a lot of us know of in Isaiah 9 says, For to us a child is born, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And today I want to talk about the Prince of Peace. It's one of the nicknames that describe the character of Jesus, and it's important because We need to understand that peace comes from him. Like, it's a good sentiment. Again, that that line there, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. That's that's kind of good, but not really right. Like, I don't want to be a Scrooge and humbug your Christmas carols, but (sighs) peace on earth begins with Jesus. He's the prince of peace. He is the source of our peace. And Jesus gives us peace in a couple different ways. I want to talk about that so that hopefully uh, the peace on earth will, it might not start with you, but it can continue through you. So Jesus gives us, namely, one, peace with each other, right? He provides that that relational uh, peace. He, he got, Jesus very much cares how we deal with other people. That's why, you know, the main things in Christianity, uh, Jesus says in Matthew, is love God with everything you have, basically, and love your neighbor as much, if not more, than you love yourself. And uh, so that means that Jesus came that first Christmas to bring peace into our relationships. Uh, Ephesians 2 puts it this way. Christ is the reason that we are now at peace. He had made Jews and those of you who are not Jews one people. So it doesn't matter like your background, doesn't matter your your race. Jesus, from the beginning, has been bringing different people together and making peace. He says, we were separated by a wall of hate that stood between us, but Christ broke down that wall. That's why we have to hold so tightly to Christ. And when we do that, and we're doing that right, it will bring peace on earth. Because if you have Christ in you, then it doesn't matter your political differences. It doesn't matter your ethnic differences. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic differences. It doesn't matter your traditions. You will have peace with each other because Christ is now that peace. And so he'll bring that into our relationships. I'm not now that is not me saying that every you will never have confrontation and any argument or any disagreement is bad and not of of Christ because there are other times that Jesus turned tables and made arguments and all sorts of stuff. I'm, I'm but overall Jesus came to give us a peace with each other. But more importantly, he came that first Christmas to give us a peace with God. You see just you being born. I know that you don't think that you're that bad, 
But the truth is that we are so bad apart from God that we have severed and damaged our relationship with God so heavily, so beyond repair because of our sinfulness, because of our rebellion against God and the things of God, that he had to take the initiative to fix it. And God is the one that's waving the white flag of peace here, um, and he did that through his son, Jesus. It was later on in Isaiah 57 where God's talking about uh, his anger at his people. He says, I was enraged by their sinful greed. I punished them. I hid my face in anger, yet they kept on in their willful ways. I've seen their ways, but, he says, but I will, will heal them. I will guide them and restore comfort creating praise on their lips. Look at what it says. It says, peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. You see, God made this promise, again, hundreds of years before Jesus came on the scene. He says, I know my kids, my family, my people, they're sinful. And and even in Romans 8, it tells us that we are seen as God's enemy. We have made ourselves enemies of God. And yet God, even though while we were still enemies, he sent his son Jesus, and what started in the manger ended on the cross, and through that, we were made to be at peace with God, and we are no longer his enemy if we uh, accept that peace and that forgiveness in faith. Romans 5.1 says, we have been justified through faith. That means we're justified, means you, you've been rubber stamped, so to speak. You have been um, vindicated from your uh, status as his enemy. And so we have been justified through faith, meaning that you have to believe uh, and believe into. The, the Actually, if you go back to the original language, it's not just believe in, like believe it's true, but believe into it, putting your weight into it, putting your life into it, putting your faith into it into it. Uh, And then that way, Romans 5 says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus is, that's the reason why it's such a big deal. It's the reason why we we celebrate and we talk about peace on earth because Jesus has brought peace on earth in a a certain way, but more importantly, he's made peace on earth between God's people and God. He has bridged that gap. He is, has, this is a ceasefire now. God is not punishing his people the way he used to, right? And God is, Jesus has made a way for us to be at peace with our God. But here's the thing. He's a prince of peace. That means he's ruling in peace, which means that, again, the third aspect of his peace is that Jesus will give the world peace through his rule. That again, that that thing that we look forward to. Why, uh, why? Even though Jesus came to Earth, we still have a sense of anticipation because one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And so He is, and and through that rulership and authority and leadership, we will have peace. So, what does that mean for us now? What does that mean for your Christmas? Well, it means Matthew five nine. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Because God is the prince of peace, the peace on earth starts with him. But the peace on earth uh, between God and, and us and between each other, it's going to continue through us being peacemakers, us being agents of, of Christ's peace wherever we go. And so your, your mission, your duty this Christmas season is to bring that peace on earth. 
that peace that Jesus introduced, we're to carry forward into our families, into our workplaces, into our churches, into our communities, that that we need to be, that's why I'm not totally against that sentiment, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. It just doesn't begin, but it, we it's definitely our job and our duty and our privilege to take the peace of Jesus Christ with us wherever we go. So that's my, I know that's like, oh, that's easy. Just bring the peace of Jesus with you. Yeah, it's your crazy cousin's house and your your family that's fighting and your stressful job. I Listen, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And you and I can't do that. But we can bring the peace of Jesus Christ through the power of Jesus Christ. So get in the word. Keep and stay in prayer. Continue to serve and live obediently. And then the power of Jesus Christ in your life will bring the peace of Jesus Christ in someone else's. That's the Christmas spirit, baby. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to share these podcasts with someone you love. And we'll be back to talk some more Christmas stuff next week. AmenBen.com if you need anything from me.